0: The Bulls are off and running and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. It's been a while, but this is episode 21 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. As we look at your Chicago Bulls, I'm Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein. The Bulls are 34 and 38 since we last left them, and they're still 10th in the East. Toronto's at 9th with 9 at 35 and 38. Atlanta is 8th, 36 and 37. Things looked good until they looked very much not good. Now, this dingus has been away. He... Am I pointing the right direction? No, pointing this direction. Oh,
1: st- since episode one, you've never been able to point in the correct direction.
0: Not true. One time I got it right. Once. And Jason was away in Orlando, Florida, with his baseball team playing at a tournament at the ESPN wide world of sports. And so you were getting some of these Bulls results late or on your phone or when you were on Space Mountain or whatever was going on. So what what was your reaction from afar as this was all going on?
1: It was very difficult to keep track of because we were always doing something. So it it was super, super, super hard to get a grasp of everything. But when I saw these results and all these OT games, it was it kind of made me happy. Yet I was still cynical about everything. Because, I mean, I still don't think they're going to amount to anything. But when you go to double OT against a Timberwolves team, I, Carl Anthony Towns is out. He's coming back. But against a good Timberwolves team and you, you win that game and you see that Vooch poster everywhere. I mean, th- that was pretty cool. And that win against the Sixers and Embiid for the first time, it's the, that, that, was, that was really nice. And when I watched the YouTube recaps, it seemed like Demar was shooting more threes, and it seemed like Zach wasn't settling for mid-range jump shots. And I like to see that. However, starting a game seventeen down, seventeen to nothing is not how you win basketball.
0: I'm I'm trying to figure out how to describe what Jason is wearing on his head right now, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even remember that you had your Chicago Bull bulls logo
1: hat thing <laughs> where did you find that i was going through i was cleaning my room last week wait you were what, Dad, my what? Room isn't that I, bad. I don't those words don't go together my room okay talk to your other child about that oh no, my other and child is not here when your other child is here it's a lot worse than mine is mine is normal I just never hear you actually say, "Well, I was cleaning my room," as I okay. often do. you don't need you don't need to
0: break must my been, balls here, right? Must maybe. have been Tuesday because I was upstairs regularly cleaning my room. So I was I was going to say something, but
1: I didn't want <laughs> I'm, to. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. So but, but without, found, without including found,
0: your sister in this, you were cleaning. I found your room? I was
1: cleaning my room, and I found this hat that I've had that I've had for a very long time. I don't know. When I got it, I don't know how I got it. You probably, you would have a better idea than I was. was I have no idea. You would have a better idea. You got it. I found it. And as soon as I grabbed it, I said, I'm wearing this next podcast episode. Even though that was 10 days ago or so, I still decided that I had to wear it.
0: I remember the game. I remember where our seats were. Because I think at one point you were on the camera in the arena. They showed you because that's when you were still cute. Was I
1: wearing my joking Noah jersey?
0: I think so. Probably. I think you were, and I think you were still a cute enough kid. Thanks, <laughs> Butt Munch. <laughs> well, you know, well, we all we all we all age out of that because now they wouldn't show you. Now they'd think you're some local weirdo or drifter who wandered in from the from the atrium. How do you get in here? I don't know he sleeps here sometimes. I got a hat. here. <laughs> are you okay i'm a little concerned <laughs> yeah i'm good uh, because i i i'm punchy after that that game last night because so <laughs> what happened what happened was jason's baseball team finished playing last night we're standing on the rain for two hours and, it, and it, it ends in a tie because the umps like yeah too dark they're throwing too hard it's dangerous Everyone's gonna get hurt so we end up we we, we raced back to the car we're like we gotta watch the bulls game because we're recording them. And we get in and Chuck and Bill and that's us so you know all oh, the Bulls are down three nothing, seven nothing, seventeen nothing, twenty three to one. We're looking at each other like, "What the hell, God!" And by the time we actually got home, it's like you turn on the TV and you're it was over. Your night's ruined. I, I actually, I, I'll pay you. I was actually really sitting, uh, looking forward to sitting down and watching a game with you because we hadn't watched a game together since the Sacramento game, and then we got that. That sucked.
1: It really sucked. God, how does that happen? I did, don't know. And they, they were
0: playing great basketball. Okay. So let's, let, let's backtrack for a second. It's weird to think about, about being in this headspace, but maybe it'll it'll help me from overreacting to the game. The loss to Sacramento was a really exciting game they lost the game. I thought they I, played well. I did too. I thought that, that okay, I like th- what the numbers kind of look like. I like where the shots are coming from. And I count the number of times I'll say that was a bad shot. And recently th- that's been a pretty low number. So I was, I was encouraged. And then when they built on that with three straight wins, I did it again. And I allowed myself to think something was changing and Maybe something's a little bit better, but it looked like they they wanted to play big boy basketball.
1: And it was the first time they've really played big boy. Ba- it, it was the first time of this stretch where they played big boy basketball. And I haven't seen five games in a row where they've played big boy basketball. Like, and it was nice for threes,
0: looking for threes, trying to find a three-point shooter.
1: And Will Williams took 12 shots against the Kings. He had, he went three of five from three, 13 points. He's, he's been really solid lately. And I think that could, that could be a big reason for why they've been playing well. I also think Patrick Beverly has been doing Patrick Beverly things and that he out against the heat where he had 14 straight points or whatever it was. That was crazy. But what I remember seeing was that it was the same thing every time. Whereas either DeRozan or Vooch in the high post, they would double and it would always be Beverly's guy. They would leave him open. He would just make a three. He did that four times in a row. And then he had a little crafty move to finish with a layup. But like, if he's made it three times in a row, you have to stop doing that. You have to make an adjustment. I mean, you have to show at least at the very least, you have to put a hand in his face and they didn't. So he made them pay. And that was a blowout. I, I liked
0: a lot of their actions when william's on the floor they get more excuse me when beverly is on the floor there's more cutting there's more movement and it may also be a secondary effect of a little less io a little a little io goes a long way and if you're able to use him more strategically as far as a matchup goes or the pace of game goes i think that helps them i think kobe white playing much better, making much better decisions has helped. The, the shame of it is that we could have been coming into this show in this episode really talking about a, a a clear shift. And then when you just wet yourself like they did last night, it takes all of the wind out of their sails. It sets all of that, that built up capital on fire. And I was just kind of, I know it happens in the NBA. The timing of it just was too bad because you got that win at Philly in the two the uh, double overtime where they missed a lot of open threes. And I don't know why Harden's so bad against the Bulls. He misses open shots against the Bulls. And I thought, all right, hey, no James Harden. You're coming home. You're riding a, a three-game win streak and four consecutive games in which you've played well. And then you have your burn the tape game. At least Zach said it. Zach said uh, we just got our ass whooped. And was it a was it a four game win streak? No, you three, three. It was a three game win streak, but four consecutive games in which they played well. I'm counting the Sacramento game, and then it was Minnesota, Miami, Philadelphia, and then Philadelphia.
1: So they got those three right. It was five games. Okay, yeah, I right. got mixed up there. Yeah,
0: so it's too bad and maybe they had the mentality of just splitting with the Sixers is all we were going to do and they just won the wrong one I, I don't know you can't I,
1: say I, that though, you can't, if, if you win the wrong one then that should be all the more reason you should win the right one, like damn, we, we beat them on this night where we were supposed to lose and they have Harden, they have Embiid in Philly and so after that shouldn't you say, oh my goodness we can beat this team and then you go back home, you have the mo- momentum on your side and then their second best player isn't playing. And then you crap the bed like that.
0: You know what it makes me think of, you know, those baseball series where you start looking at the pitching matchups and you say, Oh, okay, well we've, we're, we're going to go up against DeGrom or Scherzer or Verlander. And like, yeah, but the next day they got to call up because somebody's hurt. And and you, you beat the ace, and then you lose to the bum. I mean, that it happens in baseball all the time, and basketball is weird that way. It's just unfortunate that Billy Donovan didn't even know what to say afterward. He had absolutely no clue. When he says, we'll grow from it, we'll learn from it, you got 10 games left in yeah, the season,
1: right. dude. Come on. And, come on. And if you're saying, we'll grow and learn from it, how much of this team is going to be here next right. year? How much of this, uh, how much of the the guys that are considered core or important this season are going to be on their roster the following year. And I don't know who knows who's going to get traded. I don't think Vuce is going to be back, but who knows who's going to get traded? Who knows who's going to sign elsewhere and who knows who they'll sign or maybe trade for. So you can't say we'll learn from it. If every, if a lot of your future is up in the air and I think they're still in that position where a lot of their future is up in the air. And I would say more so than any NBA team, their future is murky and just not good.
0: I'm trying to remember when Arturis Karnashovas at the trade deadline said that he was going to look at this last group of games to find and learn what this team is. I think there were 26 or 28 Games remaining when he said it. Does that sound right?
1: I think it was. Uh, it was one of the two. I think twenty six. I don't know.
0: So uh, there's ten Run left, there. and I can't draw any conclusions. I do, I do know of have played a
1: lot of tight games, a lot of yeah. tight losses.
0: But of, of this last yeah. stretch, of this last stretch, I do think somebody is getting to Demar about his three point attempts. Somebody coaching wise. I don't know. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's if he's coming to the realization himself. It could be too little too late. But until he apparently got hurt last night, and I have not heard further about what is going on with his restrained quad. And it's it's really too bad because he had been... I know we want to give Patrick Beverly and everybody races to give the new guy all the credit. The truth is, when you watch the games, and I know you went back and watched too, but the primary reason why they were better, was twofold, DeMar's defense had been excellent. DeMar was really working defensively, and he was also, I, I wasn't mad at some of his shots. Some of his two-pointers were coming out of the way they were defending, and when he was double-teamed, he was quick to distribute, and there were quick decisions being made. The ball was moving. The ball wasn't sticking. It was, it was popping side to side, and, and that has always been a, a, it's it's a, a causal factor to bull's offensive success and he, he I, I hope he's okay for whatever you think the, the these remaining games mean because if he's something less than himself the first thing that goes is his defense and I, I, I having talked to some people about it and I said why is Demar playing better defense one of the one of the people who's closer to the team than I am said he's healthy and it was really the first time in a while he'd been healthy mm listed as questionable against Portland for Friday night. No specifics given but listed as questionable.
1: But if he's questionable that means his defense won't be what it's been the past few games if we're using that logic. And they need everybody to defend and as much as their defense has still been that their defense has been really solid and I think Beverly has accelerated their defensive play as well. Even though they were good without him before he came in, he's still, he still made an impact. It, when he defends, I think he plays better offense. Hmm. And I think that's the case with a lot of guys. It was the case with Levine after that horrendous Minnesota game earlier this season where they had that, you know, locker room screaming fight. But I think he needs his defense in order to succeed offensively. And I don't know if it's a confidence thing with him because he seems to always have all the confidence in the world. And he should. He's a great player and he's had a great career. But there's something about when somebody is working harder on defense, it it translates. And maybe it makes the players around him better because, oh, damn, he's playing defense. We got to pick him up. If if he's still back there playing defense and he gets a steal, we have to we have to pick him up. And we have to make plays for him, because oftentimes, especially with big men, you see it like they they get a steal and then they'll they'll, and they run down the floor. They'll feed the big man. Maybe with the Bulls, it's feed the old guy if he makes a play on defense, because after their team is old as hell. I think there's some
0: truth to what you're saying, and I think it gets back to what Goran Dragic said in Minnesota about sacrificing for each other. Mm. That's that's what it means. When you're working hard to, it doesn't just mean literal help defense and, and and picking up someone's guy for a second through a rotation before he can hand him back. I think a lot of it too is is responding. And people did put some of that on PBev and said that this guy takes this all very seriously. Did you just and say PBev? PBev, I'm not allowed
1: to. No, it's it's well, Pat Bev. Okay. Pat Bev, PWill. Come on, man. So did you see
0: what happened before? we I don't know if you went back and looked at Casey Johnson's immediate pregame report last night. I did it, not. It was hysterical, unwittingly, because – and he owned it. He owned it on, on the score this morning. But right before the game, Casey gave this really cool, positive report about the effect that Beverly is having on his teammates and talking to people. And as even Zach was saying that we're – we're taking some of the things that we usually just sort of take for granted with a lot more seriousness and concentration. And the compete level has been better. And uh, Billy Donovan said, that they've been more vocal in the huddles and it's like okay yeah see the difference guys making by a mile their worst performance of the season at home and so the, 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 this morning of the air case he was making fun of himself it's not that he was wrong at the time it's just right. that, that's what you know sports will humble you in in that way I, it's Maybe maybe I'm overreacting to last night because it was so painful. And they'll go out west for three and and prove that there was some some meaning to some of this. But I I can't. You you are what your record says you are. And thirty four and thirty eight and tenth kind of kind of feels about right. Are you celebrating Javante? He's back. Yes. Well, so what do you? What's the appropriate celebration? The
1: traditional I have the celebration. Jersey is upstairs, but <sighs> he's back. Nice. He is. He is I, a... I wonder. I wonder how he's going to affect the rotation now that Beverly is here. They they want. I think they want Javante as more of a forward, which makes sense because he does not play like a guard.
0: No, he is but, a forward.
1: Yeah, but he's you know six four. But I don't know. I they have a lot of they need his athleticism. Let me just say. Let's let's go to the positives. They need his athleticism. They need his offensive and defensive rebounding. If he's fully healthy and really gonna have a role on this team for the next twelve games, whatever they have left, eleven games, if you're including the play-in, but what I'm not including the play. You
0: know the play-in statistically doesn't exist; it doesn't count. Really? It's, it's yeah. It's not regular season stats. It's not its, play-off its own stats. bracket, or yeah. is it? just? It doesn't. Apparently, they haven't quite figured out where to be. It, it, it's its own independent little floating brigade. At, at
1: this rate, at this rate, LeBron James is going to be number one in scoring in playoffs, regular season, and play-in. There you go. Because the twenty twenty one play-in, he he had a great game against Golden State, and this year it seems like that's where LA's headed. Who, by the way, have been playing great basketball, and LeBron isn't even healthy right now. But they're they're really good when they're. When they have these guys and I don't know why, but I saw a report that said they still might go after Irving and they would have to renounce the rights of like D'Angelo Russell and Mo Bamba and Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. I'm like, if they do that, oof. sorry, I got sidetracked, but I had to mention that because
0: well, the Lakers are, are, are front and center because they're two of the Bulls next four games. They're at the Lakers Sunday and then home against them. Oh, and Pat Bev
1: revenge game. Here, here we go. He said he wanted to knock them out of the playoffs. And I think with this Lakers team, they, the Bulls might get whopped. Because Anthony Davis at the moment is healthy and is playing really well. D'Angelo Russell has been playing really well. Jared Vanderbilt's been playing well. They're firing on all cylinders, man. And Austin Reeves as well has just been going crazy. I think he's averaging like 25 and seven in his last five games. He's a hell of a story too. Why? Basically unrecruited at a high school, went to, a. I think he went to Wichita State, and then he transferred to Oklahoma, went undrafted, and I don't want to misspeak, but mm-hmm. I think I read something about how much of a journey it's been for him, similar to Duncan Robinson. Okay. Not not quite like Javante, but it's it, it's been... A hell of a journey for him and it congrats on what he's been able to accomplish and what he's been doing recently
0: isn't that true also of beverly you no know, that yeah, was a guy who, who was unheralded and sort of had to, to make his bones overseas before he got a shot you know that's that that that's part of his motivation and all of that that inner fire that he plays with
1: yeah and I don't want to be so cliche where I think the journey has been on really shows in his play, but he, he does play with a chip on his shoulder. I hate the I hate the saying plays with the chip on his shoulder. I don't know why I don't like it. He plays hard.
0: Mm-hmm, plays
1: hard. And people that go through journeys like that are always tough. Javante proves that Austin Reeves proves that. I don't think Duncan Robinson is that tough. He he's just kind of, eh, and he's shoot. not, he's been, he's, he can shoot, but he's not tough. So Austin Reeves, since the break, 17.6 points,
0: three rebounds and 5.4 assists. Wow. Those are good numbers. Wow. Yeah. Hell, you know, something else that I, I wanted to cover that we didn't since uh, you went away. Lonzo ball had surgery. He did indeed have cartilage transplant surgery. I have not been able to find out which cartilage we're talking about here because the surgery with the higher success rate is articular cartilage. That's the cartilage that actually attaches to the end of the bone, to the femoral head and the tibial head. You, you know, know a lot about this. The Well, I've asked a lot of doctors. Cause the, you're weird. The meniscal cartilage—that's the disc. That one of the two discs that sits on on the the heads of the tibia.
1: Don't do, don't do the uh, who? Is it Steve Levy? The bulging. Steve Levy. Yeah. Steve Levy yes, the, the bulging, bulging disc. Disc is what disc. he meant to say, but he said disc. bulging he phallic left, object.
0: He left. He left the S out, famously so. But I don't know which whether he had a meniscal transplant or an articular cartilage transplant. The men- meniscal transplant is very experimental. L- let's just put it this way. The the sports orthopedist who I talked to, actually friend of the pod, by the way, fan of the pod, friend of the show, he offered to me, and he works in pro basketball and has worked in with Major League Baseball players. He said, no NBA player has ever had a surgery like this and come back, and very few competitive basketball players have had a cartilage transplant in a knee mm. and have and have been able to return to any kind of form. So what what was suggested to me, the lens through which we have to view this surgery is one for Lonzo Ball of it's a he called it a hail mary, a salvage operation, and it's more about n- lifestyle, regular, mm. normal lifestyle. Having a nor- of being able to walk, being able to run or exercise, and that uh, for for him to do this, he said, before you even start to think, there are plenty of people who have this surgery for lifestyle purposes, and it doesn't even work for them.
1: That's good. I so, feel awful for him. It's such a terrible situation. He's so young and a really promising player and a really good player. Somebody that the bulls value and the fan, I I don't, you know, the fan base doesn't really matter if they value him or not, but he, he was a great player. And for him to be at this point in his career, dealing with these types of surgeries and injuries, it just really sucks. So I, I really feel for the guy.
0: I think you have to. And, you know, we mentioned the, the Bulls star-crossed luck with point guards. It's just, you it, know, it just...
1: Man, Kirk Heinrich is the only one to really stay healthy. I'd rather it have been Lonzo Ball or Derrick Rose. That would have been nice. Or Rajan Rondo in game three of the 2017 eight-seed playoffs. But I don't know. It just sucks. It really sucks. Not not from a basketball perspective, obviously that but I don't really at, at this point, There there's no reason to speculate anything with him. And I, I just hope he recovers well. And also, mentally, I hope he's okay like that. That's got to sure. be a that's got to be a really big hit. Like when you grow up playing basketball, and that's basically your whole life, and then you make it to the NBA, and you have some success. And as soon as you're having one of the best seasons of your career of your career, and if not the best, you've suffered that knee injury, and then you're Pretty much done for, from what we can see, and from what it seems like. So it it really, it really, really, really sucks. All right, real quick, Jokic or Embiid? <sighs> Jokic. Embiid. It, it's close. It,
0: the, the answer might be Giannis, but I, 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 what I hate the, and I, and ugh, I,
1: I don't really care. I, I, w- I wouldn't be upset with with either of them or Giannis. I just don't like voters
0: getting bored of voting for somebody. Right. I don't care. Exactly. I don't care how many times in a row somebody's won something. If he's still if the he's guy the, who the most valuable the award,
1: player, then yeah. he should get it. Like, like LeBron should have won it for 15 straight years. You know? But he didn't because of voters not wanting it to be the same. And I think fans want it to be different just because it keeps them engaged. But it I think they should stay true to who is the most valuable player. And I agree. That's that's really up in the air right now. Everybody all all three of those guys have been very valuable.
0: And Bede has moved to the favorite. He's minus 165 at BetMGM. MGM. Jokic is plus two thirty and Giannis is plus two seventy-five with uh, a stretch of the season to go. So we'll see. That has led us now to the OWC College Showdown. We were both bad last time, right? Yeah, I think we were. I've got three picked out, and I want to make sure I didn't repeat anybody because I I tend to forget, and I should go back through the stack. But I I think we're good on this. Jason is sporting a record of identifying current NBA players' colleges at a record of 46 and 14. As far as identifying the vintage NBA players with which I am tasked to determine their colleges, I am 30. 28 and 2. So this one is about over. But we will start with you, Jason. Okay. Where did Milwaukee guard Pat Connaughton go to college?
1: Pat Connaughton went to Notre Dame University. Yes, he
0: did. Uh, Utah forward Gerald or Jarrell Brantley.
1: Oh, God. Hell, I have no idea. No, he
0: did not go to Hell College,
1: Thanks. also known as Richmond memphis <laughs> memphis no he went to he can't tr- say that i can't places i don't know i don't he, know, he, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to a bunch i'm going to school with people that will definitely know other people going to richmond so east coast oh. yeah oh yeah really yeah uh, oh for anyway, sure gerald Jarrell brantley charleston college of charleston
0: okay uh, and lastly washington guard jamari Bouye.
1: Oh, uh
0: San Francisco. Damn it. Let's go. I
1: was
0: I, was, I, was, yes. I thought for sure you would know where he went. He, was, I, he
1: had a great game against Murray State in the tournament a couple of years ago.
0: God, the, that, you're
1: no, no, last year. I think that was last year. He's a rookie now. Yep. Yes, that was a good one. God. I remember he was their best player.
0: Okay. You were you were sure I was, was doing that I was one 100%, wrong. I almost didn't do it because I thought it was gonna be unfair. You pulled it out of your arse. Alright.
1: There you go. I'm two on on those names, two is I'm pretty happy with that. The the fact that I can get one out of two of those last guys, very happy. Alright. First off, we have Journeyman forward, Monty Williams, Notre Dame. Yeah. Funny. All right, two Notre Dames as the first uh, guy we each mm-hmm. That's cool. use. All right, second we have former Raptors wing Doug Christie.
0: Oh shoot! And Sacramento Kings too when he yes. was great. Th- those were fun teams. Oh Doug Christie, it's it,
1: uh, Cal Davis. You're kind of close. Hmm. Pepperdine.
0: Okay. I knew it was a California school. God darn it.
1: And last but not least, we have juryman big man James Edwards. You didn't do me James Buddha Edwards.
0: <laughs> He's a good player. Nice dude, too. Piston and, and a bull. He was one of the Jerry Krause collect old guys that used to be Yeah, great. like Robert Parrish. And, John yeah. Sally poor old buddha god he couldn't move i i don't i don't remember i'll I'll take a guess and he looks like he went to he he went to texas
1: a&m he went to washington
0: university of washington yeah okay all right nicely done i should have known that he was a a bull who i covered so i probably should have known that i got enough. I got enough rosters that I I probably should have retained that information if I ever had it in the first place. Probably burned that brain cell out with something post-game. So that'll do it for episode 21 of Organizations Win Championships. Subscribe, rate it, review it. Like it, Down tell road. people about it, and you can you can leave it outside to dry, and then you can grind it up into a fine powder. Did you, you then, see this last time? Which you then can mix with water. I swear to God,
1: you and, said something about our podcast being a powder last episode. And it could, you can. It can I be swear to God,
0: to, to heal wounds. It can accelerate healing when used as as a topical ointment. You're so weird. Bye.